This is the Austin Rugby Podcast, your home for all rugby in Central Texas. We do our best to cover every level of rugby played here in the capital. And the goal of the podcast is to continue to grow the sport of rugby in Central Texas and the United States. Each contributor of the podcast has their own individual thoughts and opinions, which may or may not necessarily reflect those of the teams that they represent. But we all do our best to cover rugby here in Texas. As a disclaimer, some language may be explicit on the podcast, as we do not edit for time and full effect. I'm your host, Dustin. Thanks for joining Season 2 of the Austin Rugby Podcast. We hope you enjoy. My friends, my friends, this is the week to be a rugby fan in Austin. It's the first one of the new decade, a battle that spans three divisions of play, multiple national champions, perennial contenders at the top level of rugby in the United States, black versus blue, Huns versus blacks. It's the Austin Derby. This Saturday, Burfield, the blacks host the Huns starting at 11 o'clock. And because this is such a big rugby event, we want to welcome back to the podcast a member of both teams for what we're going to call Black and Blue. So from the Austin Huns, we have Alex Reese. And from the Austin Blacks, two weeks in a row, we've got Nude O'Donnell. Guys, how's it going? Good. It's going great. Good. I, I, I hear the excitement um, in both of your voices. It's fantastic. It's going great. <laughs> uh, I, I think for, for those you know listening to the podcast uh, right before, um, I think the guys are disappointed because we had some good intro music and um, Alex was just banging out there for a little bit. So uh, I think he's sad and a little, little turned down since he's not so pumped up anymore. So <laughs> Yeah, we had to uh, wind guys, it back so- down. I know we, we, we've gotten a little bit calmer now. <laughs> sad, well, days I, ahead. sad days ahead. <laughs> sad days ahead. Sad days ahead for not being able to jam out, but also <laughs> exciting days for Saturday. Um, man, what, what, how are you guys feeling? You know, we, we're, we're two days, you know, two, a, few, a few days away from, from playing. Um, how's things going in both your camps? Uh, Alex, um, we'll start with you, man. Uh, it's going good. Um, we've had, had a couple of pretty, Solid tests, um, particularly the Reds game to start the year. Um, so we kind of, you know, playing against those tough, tougher teams, you get you get kind of exposed in some areas that you're not, you know, you're not uh, the nuts and bolts aren't tightened super well. So we've been really focusing on, you know, things that we noticed uh, the Reds took advantage of, and even even against the Quins that they kind of uh, exploited some some of our deficiencies. So we've been really putting in the the work this week and we had a good training with the the herd on Tuesday to to help us get ready um for this weekend just kind of That's awesome. similar type of pace of play as the blacks so i think it's been a pretty yeah. good week of prep cool yeah and of course coming off the, this past week um you know we kind of highlighted it at the end of the podcast last week where everybody was playing you know the huns you guys had three away matches all in different locations around yeah. the state of texas right no we no we had uh oh, no, sorry, you had you had two home matches with yeah. your d1 d2 and d3 was away correct yeah yeah that's correct 
Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you want to give us a quick rundown, we know that, you know, you guys played Dallas Harlequins D1. How, how did that game go for you all? It was good. We, I mean, we jumped all over them in the first half. It was like, it was like 33 to five, no, 33 to three. And then we scored right at the start of the second half. And then uh, to be honest, the rest of the game was played in our half. Um, and they just controlled the possession until the, they even scored and in the last play of the game we had a breakout and kind of uh got to try to to end with a on a good note but but we did get i mean we didn't have the ball much in the second half and harlequins to their credit um you know put us under some pressure and got us to make a bunch of uh penalties yeah and so that puts you guys at what two and oh on the season now getting ready to go into this weekend's match correct and in, in d1 uh, yes, that's correct. Awesome. Uh, so let's uh, a little bit in D two real quick here. Uh, you guys played uh, Fort Worth. Came down and played played the other the other match on uh, yep. last Saturday. Yeah, and Fort Worth was actually they had actually beaten the Blacks the week before for D two. So I mean, yeah, we knew they were going to be good. Um, and our D two guys were were in it for about sixty minutes. Um, but. Uh, we just weren't, I guess we just weren't creating enough on an attack and couldn't score really. And finally they ran in a couple late and it was 22 to five. Um, but I think that Fort Worth is actually pretty good uh, this year. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I know I mean, they're kind of up and down. Yeah. You're talking, you come off, they've come off two back-to-back wins versus both Austin teams. So they're, they're really playing quite well um d3 really exciting match um you know if you're following on social media you heard about all the excitement that happened there so alex you want to give us a kind of a quick rundown of what happened in the d3 match there yeah it was a real tight back and forth game um and the last play of the game the 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 boys got a penalty kick i think just at like the 22 meter uh, a little bit right of the sticks and uh preston rainey and his uh Jordan basketball shoes with cleats on the bottom <laughs> slotted, <laughs> slotted a game winning penalty kick uh, at the, at the death to win by one point. Um, and if yes. you don't know what I'm talking about, I didn't exaggerate. Preston literally has <laughs> Jordan basketball shoes with cleats on the bottom. Didn't know they made those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and also, a legend. It's, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. so, it's so fitting to Jordan Preston. <laughs> Jordan Preston. Yeah, there you go, man. Something, we'll, we'll find a, a hodgepodge and try to do a little Photoshop of, of Preston kicking with like a Jordan silhouette in the background of some sort. Yeah. But uh, it's very, very fitting, obviously, then, you know, since he was wearing Jordan shoes to, you know, hit a three at the buzzer, basically, um, you know, kind of Jordan esque, as we talked about earlier. Right. We could get, oh, get awesome. a collage. We could get a collage of all the different uh, Preston characters. There's Biker Preston. Oh, there's more. There's Jordan Mike. Mike. Yeah, there's Prison Mike Preston. There's uh, oh, water. Apparently, according to Newt, there's now a watermelon Preston. A watermelon, <laughs> a watermelon Preston. Preston. Yeah, we saw <laughs> that uh, touch uh, this past Sunday in Houston. Okay. Well, um, more more to come on Watermelon Preston in the coming weeks, and uh, learn uh, what new persona will uh, present itself uh, in the world of Austin Austin Hunt Rugby. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that's that's awesome, man. I, I'm you know it's good to hear 
you know, too bad for the the D2 match against uh, Fort Worth, but you know, good to hear the other two clubs, you know, pulled out the wins. So Newt, uh, let's go to, let's go to you, man. Um, Blacks had, you know, two games or two divisions playing. You had D1, D2, both traveling to West Houston. Um, give us a breakdown of, of how things went over there with the D2 squad. Yeah. So we traveled, it was raining pretty decently on the way down there. Let's be the, honest. It was pouring over there yeah, <laughs> like in <yeah>. Houston. <laughs> it, it wasn't it was, raining. It was, it looked miserable over there. <laughs> yeah. A lot of us brought the wrong shoes to watch the D2 game. I'll tell you that much. But <laughs> Ouch. other than that, their facilities were just top notch. Uh, they have two practice fields on the side of the stadium and the stadium's obviously gorgeous. Our D2 played uh, West Houston and they had a really good game right off the jump. They had some really good attacks going through, but since the ball was a bit slippery, you know, some knock-ons here and there, some people just slipping, but their defense was really, really well disciplined for the most part, besides kind of being by the rucks. So obviously you have to read the refs, see how they're going to give you um, what kind of lines you can possibly push but overall we we got to watch the first half and they're just pretty dominant all, all throughout the game and i want to say they won 53 to 0 or maybe 56 so it was a really good day for the boys on that one and then when, uh, 51 51 0 51 sorry was our game 56 uh yes your game was 56 okay so sorry about, about sorry about that yeah you're good so then our d1 game it was uh they it kind of seemed like they had a little bit light on numbers. Wasn't sure if most of their Sabercats were just getting ready for the big match. So yeah. what, yeah, I mean, j- they, just, just, just to touch base on that real quick, for those that don't know, <laughs> so West Houston lions uh, for the most part are kind of a feeder system into Houston Sabercats. Um, and they play uh, at least their D2, like <laughs> they, and they play off to the side of Aviva stadium there, um, which for those listening is the, only the second uh, rugby specific stadium in the U.S. That's a beautiful stadium. Um, you know, I, I'm. I hope there are more of those coming soon for for MLR. Uh, but it's it's gorgeous. Yeah, I'm really hoping that they have the Red River Championships or even oh, Nationals if if it gets to that point. Um, I think that would be an amazing stadium to really host, and they would definitely profit a lot, getting a lot of more people out there, spreading the word, and overall just having more people to watch rugby. So I think that's kind of the point of everything in general, but overall our game went really well. It again was very rainy. So uh, typically what you see in these type of games are more forward ball and sometimes it can be slower, but really uh, we're opening it up, but really kind of whipping around a little bit, having some fun. Um, our forwards did dominate the scrums. Um, our lineouts worked really well. Um, and luckily, you know, out of both games, we, we left without any injuries. So I think that's always the most important out of those type of games because they can most certainly get very sloppy and, um, you know, just injuries can happen. So that, that's really good going into this big weekend coming up. Yeah. And I think, you know, you did leave out that, that you did score in that game too. So, um, that was a cherry pick. That was the biggest cherry pick of a try I've ever had in my life. That was, <laughs> I, I'd rather not. 
I know. I'd rather not talk about that. But it was <laughs> nice. uh, I, I was looking at that tri zone all day, and I'll be honest, I was like, I'm going to slide in there at some point. So, yeah. <laughs> whether or not it was after the match and the final whistle had blown or something, I'm just going to slide in because, well, the field was soaked. So, <laughs> you know, I led the charge when we were warming up. As we were trying to run across the field, I just did a big penguin slide on my stomach, <laughs> and and uh, a couple people followed suit. So, I mean, I think it's it's good to have fun I mean, when you have fields like that because in Texas, yeah, in Texas, you don't get it feels the slide on like yeah you're yeah, yeah, yeah. sliding on bricks you never there's no there's no sliding at uh at uh you know glencoe park and uh you know nixon and burr that's just a that's yeah a, no way a, a pair of bloody elbows yeah, oh yeah Absolutely. you're gonna, you're, you're gonna have a couple raspberries yeah yeah 100 yeah, percent. i mean if you're gonna do anything maybe swan dive so you you know just get a little bit of air but i'm not, <laughs> not really sure but oh. i mean i grew up in the midwest so like we uh what my oh, high school fields is uh the elkhart moose and so those are some of the top fields in the country and like that grass i mean you don't even need a pillow you know you yeah. just lay down out there most of the time grass without our without our cleats on so yeah. going from there i didn't realize how spoiled i was so i came back here and <laughs> Uh, Tane drove me out to the fields and it just looked very, you know, <laughs> very just like decrepit at the time. And I'm like, where am I? Like, very, very road warrior esque, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, and then, it, you know, I think it actually just comes part of the culture, though. It kind of shows you, you know, how tough the teams are down here. It's like, yeah. it's you don't see regular people just coming out and be like, yeah, let's go hit each other for 80 minutes on this concrete. Um, <laughs> you know, it's you, you have a lot more pride within it. Yeah. You get, you I kind of felt like. In the I kind of felt like last year when y'all played uh, Life West here, like they, like at least like as far as the heat, like they probably like were a little bit taken aback by how hot it was and it didn't seem to affect, you know, the blacks all that much. Yeah, um, you'd be right on that. Um, a couple of years back, I think it was my second year, Life West actually came down and played us and we thought the same thing. And so we actually, that was like our one year where we got white jerseys. Um, and so we're like, all right, we'll let them warm up and we'll stay in the shed and kind of let them tire themselves out. And it just was like the hottest day of the year in May or June yeah. or something like that. And both, both teams were just dying. Like it didn't help that we were wearing white. Didn't help that, you know, we stayed in the shed an extra 20 minutes. It was just miserable. I think we ended up losing that game by like six. But, uh, you know, that type of team. Oh. No matter, I think who it is, like it's when it's playoff time, everybody everybody comes to play. Yeah. So you uh, just gotta yeah. make sure you're taking care of yourself in the off time. T Texas heat takes no prisoners. Um, Absolutely that, 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 not. <laughs> 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 Absolutely not. Well, for those that that do want to kind of you know check out Newt's try and some of the other great stuff that was going on, the great thing about that uh, at West Houston and Black's match is it, it was actually broadcast. Um, so. The Houston Sabercats broadcast it on their site, um, full MLR announcing crew. So I, I thought it was a great production. Uh, it was fun to watch some of the guys. Uh, a couple of the herd guys were playing as well. Uh, a couple of older herd guys, um, you know, again, that were, were kind of like there was a bit of mismatch and some guys from the herd going down to play with Huns and Blacks, just kind of, you know, Zinni and Shady and some other guys. They actually, you know, coming off injury, going to play down with the Huns. So it's nice to see that kind of that camaraderie and that, that partnership happening with, with the local rugby team. So it's great. Um, you know, fr from my perspective as, as the outsider. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, good. No, go ahead. <laughs> so kind of to, su to summarize, you know, where we stand going into Saturday and, and now we'll get into the, to the nitty gritty and, you know, the, 
the the passion and the fight that's going to happen on Saturday. Uh, D three teams. Um, Austin Blacks lead the Central five and zero. Um, I don't know how many games that they've won in a row. It's something ridiculous now. Uh, <laughs> Huns are four and one. Um, you know, right on their heels. Like they're twenty five points and twenty one points. So only four point separation. So you know, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a pretty good match there. Uh, I think it always is, no matter what what level you play at. D2, um, you know, right now the D2 uh, Blacks sit at 1-1, one and one, and the Huns are 0-2. Oh um, you know, again, Fort Worth is kind of leading the North there in, in D2. So, again, it's going to be a good match um, on, on that level. And then, of course, you know, D, D1, the, the, big, the big match before the MLR match, um, undefeated. Huns 2-0, Blacks 2-0, both have 10 points, you know, you're getting full, full points on that, uh, basically running through, you know, the the D1 level for, for the Red River Conference. So, guys, as as D1 players, what, you know, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think yeah. it's also the Blacks are putting on a cool uh, kind of festival, so I bet it's going to be a pretty good, really good atmosphere out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so this is definitely one of our bigger days that we have. Uh, we we do like having these type of days. Um, it it can get very hectic, but these days kind of bring the club together a little bit closer, I think, because um, you know it's not like we have anybody that like we're paying to you know run the gates or anything like that. It's everybody in the club has to help out with parking, concessions, trash, setting up the fields, running the gates, making sure everything is going according to plan because these type of days is going to be really similar to the Red River Championships last year where um, it, and even playoffs too. Um, you know, so you're going to have high school, you're going to have three games with the Blacks and Huns. You're going to have UT versus BYU. Then you're going to have the Herd versus Colorado. So those are a lot of matches. You can imagine a lot of people are going to be coming in and, you know, heading out at the same time. So we just got to make sure I was telling Dustin a little bit earlier, um, went out to the fields this morning, just kind of check it out. And it was definitely pretty muddy from the, uh, the rain yesterday. So within the next couple of days, it should be pretty beautiful making sure that it dries up and we can get everything sorted so everybody can park appropriately and everybody can enjoy the day out, but it will be Australia day. So we'll have our proceeds. We'll have a, a raffle going on that will help benefit and go towards the Australian brush fires. So um, yeah. we want to make sure that since we're partnering with the Austin Crows, which is the Aussie footy league team here, they, you know, we want to make sure that it's, going towards a better cause as well. So we'll for have sure. food trucks, we'll have barbecue, plenty of places for, or I believe we usually have a playhouse, but it's, you know, kid friendly, dog friendly, everybody's welcome. And it's going to be just a great day for rugby. Yeah. And it's, it's t- 10 bucks to get in um, proceeds going to, you know, one of the biggest causes right now and the other needs down there in Australia. So um, I'm excited for it. I think it's, I think it's going to be a great event. As you said, you know, we talked about it just a minute ago. We may not have that rock solid, you know, turf to play on. Uh, you guys are going to have maybe a little bit of, you know, soft bounce uh, yeah, field out there. <laughs> that that yeah. rain really helped out everything. So you guys aren't going to have so many uh, raspberries and, you know, bruises and stuff. Well, I mean, yeah, we're hoping so. We, we've let field one, like nobody's practiced on that since maybe last, last year. Oh, wow. So we're really letting that air rate making sure that, you know, the grass is nice. And I guess what 
but it's always a bit difficult when you're going in Texas, you know, as soon as you rock up to a field, it may look very plush. And then once you're on there and pull the first time, we're like, Oh, Okay. Ow. <laughs> just, Ow. just smoking mirrors, but um, you know we we do we do a good job maintaining all three fields. Uh, field two is usually where we practice on. So I believe the high school game and the college game might be on field three. So yeah. that's barely been you know stepped on or anything like that as well. Typically, it's just more high school games. So um, all 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 two fields should be able to you know last. I guess the entire day. So that's yeah. that's our plan. That's awesome. So, I mean, obviously, you know, for those that don't know much about it, the Austin Derby is the best way I can call it. And for those that don't know, it's basically an in-town rivalry for those that aren't familiar with the Derby concept. You know, this is, it's been going on for a long time. Um, you know, back, what, 50-ish years ago or so, you know, the, there was one team in Austin. They separated into two teams and became the Huns and the Blacks. Um, and just like we talked with Justin Hale last week, some people have now slipped up in the from the Huns uh, to go off and build the orc organization. And it's the growth of rugby in Austin. That's great about it. But, you know, really, um, you know, what does this, you know, Alex, you know, kind of for you, you, you've grown up a hun the entire time, you know, family's been a hun, you've been a hun for life. What is this, um, you know, in town, you know, we called it a little bit of a rivalry, but it it is a bit of a rivalry. What's this mean for, for the Huns organization? What's it mean for you as, as a player uh, to kind of move forward um, and come out this Saturday as, you know, undefeated in league play, getting ready to play the Blacks? Um, well, it's my first, first time getting to go up against the Blacks. And, you know, I've watched the Huns go against the Blacks, I guess, for like 20 plus years and, and, other than that, other than that one year where the Huns won the national championship, I just have you know never actually got you know seen the Huns pull one out over the Blacks, and always wish like, damn, like I want to be part of that you know first team that that finally gets it done. Um, which you know it's happened, but it's still like you know probably like forty to two all time or something, and it's just uh, exciting for me to just kind of test myself against you know, obviously one of the best, one of the best teams in the nation. And so like, I feel like those, those are the type of games that I feel like kind of bring the most out of you as a player is like, when you know, you have to do it right. You know, you have to do it a hundred percent or it won't work. So it kind of makes you play better from my experience. Um, and I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to it. Cause it's also a good measuring stick of where we are as a, as a club, because you know, following the, I guess the exodus of all the guys that went to the elite like three years ago, you know, we had a really big rebuilding year and it was tough for a couple of years. And a lot of guys stuck through that and they're still here. And then we brought in, you know, a bunch of new younger guys and, and it's just going to be cool to see, you know, for us where, where we've come, you know, having gone from, I think they were one in nine, two years ago to six and six last year or, or six and four last year. And, you know, try to push that to eight, nine wins this year, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so Newt kind of from your perspective, you, you came here a couple of years ago. Um, you, you've been a black since, well, since you've been here, um, you know, I guess since you moved here. Um, but you know, what's it, what's it like, you know, as, as that kind of the, the team that, you know, is being chased perennially you know is uh in, in all three divisions what's that like to go up against the huns who are they're you know they're ready for the battle they're, they're you know, the rebuilding has been happening there's a lot of great things going on over there with them 
Um, how does that make you feel? And, you know, what's kind of your anticipation for this game and, how, you know, as, as a black? Yeah, I, I absolutely love this weekend. Uh, both both times, whether we go there or they come to us, I think it's arguably the biggest weekend of, of the season. And, you know, outside the Reds, who are always very tough, um, I love playing the Hunts. It's just, you know, my first year coming here, I had no idea, like, the magnitude of you know, the rivalry, which definitely scales more with, like, the uh, the older boys that used to play back in the day. It seems like there was some bad blood there. Um, but, you know, over, over the years... No, um, nothing like that would ever happen in rugby. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, over the years, I, I really like the fact that, you know, the first year is, um, you know, still extremely competitive, and, you know, everybody's just going balls to the wall, but even like, you know, Alex and I, we actually play touch rugby together along with, you know, plenty of other Hunts guys on Saturday mornings. Um, you know, we went to touch nationals together. So like getting to know these guys, um, you, you kind of grow a little bit, you know, closer together. Cause I think it's, you know, important just for the rugby community to understand. It's like, you know, it's not just bad blood. Like you can have a rivalry, play 80 minutes against each other, go all out. But, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's about, you know, enjoying the sport that we're all playing and, you know, more importantly, you know, grabbing a beer afterwards as well. You know, you're going to have these connections down the road. And so like this weekend, I think is over the years, you went from kind of having that bad blood to now it's like, it's such a competitive match because there's so many good players in Austin. So yeah. um, like Alex said, just kind of honing on that, it's like, you know, this is a game where you really test all your fundamentals. Like what is your preparation like? What are, what's the food you're kind of eating um, throughout the week? Like what, how's your sleep going? How's, you know, um, are you getting in those extra reps before practice? Are you, you know, going to the gym like you're supposed to? Um, Cause all, all those things are going to play, play into hand on Saturday. So um, even weather aside, it's really how everybody prepares. So I think the blacks and Huns definitely pre prepare um, really well. Nobody ever takes this lightly, but yeah. um, you know, being with the blacks, I could tell you that we never take any games lightly. So uh, this just, you know, uh, another big week for us. And we're definitely looking forward to the test. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, you, you hit it right on the head there. And I say that, you know, when people kind of look at this, when the schedule comes out every year, you, people circle the blacks and the Huns match, you know, so you got this oh, week, yeah. you got this you weekend. Right and, and, oh yeah. People. I mean, yeah, I, I've talked to Huns who are flying in tomorrow. Um, and we'll talk about that later because we're going to have them on the podcast live at, at the field, but I'll talk about that later. Um, but you have, guys, you have guys, you guys flying in to come in and watch this game. Uh, you know, March 7th is the next one after that. So you've got a pretty good gap and you guys are going to test yourselves in between that time. But this is really, you know, especially for the D one, just kicking off and only being two games into the season, you guys have really said, okay, man, here we go. First really big test for us. You know, how's that going to happen? You know, D two is doing the same thing. D three's had a little more time to develop through, uh, and play out, but man, it's, um, it's exciting for everybody. I love that. It's yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, you go, Alex. Oh, I, <laughs> oh, that's, I, I that's so kind that of you. Like, like, uh, no, you go. <laughs> I love that it's like all three, you know, all three teams playing, or all six yeah. teams, I mean, all playing in one centralized location. And uh, I was I was chatting with Biff. I think y'all know Biff uh, recently. <laughs> uh, and he was, he was making me laugh because he was like, he's like, yeah, Alex, uh, Hans Black's week is big. That's when you see all the guys come out of the woodwork that, you know, when you have, <laughs> you have like 90 guys sipped and you know, you, your average like 45 to 50 or whatever at practice. He's like, this is the week where, you know, 75, 80 guys 
come out to training because it's like it's <laughs> week, and like that's uh it's yeah. the dumbest thing in the world and then everybody <laughs> demands playing it they all demand yeah. playing time i'm like oh, where yeah. have you been yeah like i we needed you for so long <laughs> like, <laughs> where have you been three, three then, weeks uh, ago when we, we had, started training <laughs> man like alex is absolutely right that happens all the time it's definitely <laughs> well, this week so and it's it, always it, nice to see those faces too because you're like wow i, I miss you i haven't seen you around in months yeah, yeah. i thought you moved out of the state <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought, I don't know. I thought you were on some vacation that just never came back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, that right there is kind of the, you know, the interesting part about it all. There's a lot of excitement. Um, people love to be a part of big events like this. And yeah, they come back. Yeah. They want playing time, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's good to see those guys come back and to see what it means as, as a hun, as a black, as a fan of rugby, right. You know, we've touched upon it. You know, we're going to, we're going to talk with, with some of the herd guys here today too. But we talked about how important this day is. You know, you have high school rugby, you've got college rugby, you've got three levels of men's rugby, you know, in Austin. And then on top of that, you've got a warm-up match um, right before the start of MLR season with the herd in Colorado. And so for the youth, for those high schoolers that are getting ready to go to college, and those college guys are like, well, do I want to move out of town? Or can I go play with one of the teams here? You know, they get the experience and see what that community and that camaraderie is like. And then they say, man, I can even go watch an MLR match. All all matches, six matches, $10. If I'm not a salesman, I should be because, man, this is this is the best steal in the city right now. Um, you're not going to find anything that's going to be better than that. 100%. And I think, again, uh, I said it last week on the podcast, but I think it's really important that, you know, high schoolers do stick around and watch all the games because, oh, yeah. you know, whether it is their you know favorite players can be playing in MLR or whatnot, but they actually get to see you know the entire pipeline of things, right? So they go from playing their high school game to watching UT versus one of the best college programs in the country, BYU, and say like, okay, some of these guys are probably going to go to the MLR within the next couple of years. So then you see like, okay, what am I supposed to do with my game? How can I, you know, do better here? Then they watch club and then they kind of see like, all right, what are these guys doing better than the college players? Um, again, you're just constantly perfecting and working on your craft. And then you see from club, like how much different is that really from MLR? So you kind of see, you know, not only just the warm-ups, but preparation and then obviously the game time. So I think it's a really good opportunity for younger players to just kind of see it at first hand. And again, it's all in one centralized location. You you don't get that everywhere yeah. in the United States. <laughs> I, I yeah. really like I really like that point because like so I went to Westlake and like that's my high school team this weekend. And like we've had some I mean we've had some really great teams over the years and um what's kind of sad is is that so many guys just fall off and, and don't play after high school and i don't know if it's because they don't know if there's further opportunities or if they're just burnt out or what but having them be able to see the whole basically the whole pathway and like the progressions like newt just alluded to of college to club to pro and you know at that and at that you know uh some of the, like the best teams at those respective levels and hopefully that really does influence more like more Westlake kids and high school players you know to to pursue it long term not just yeah. for high school yeah absolutely I, I mean that, I, you're right yeah, on I agree 
Well, well, guys, um, we're, we're getting close on time here. You guys have been very friendly. You guys have been very polite. Uh, can you can you give me one one diss each each person one diss for the other one since you guys have been too nice for this type of podcast? <laughs> yeah, what's uh, who, who's who's going to get the big tackle on the other one first? I mean, uh, Alex will see me in the second half, so I am coming after this game. So as long as he stays in that long, then I'll I'll see him then. I guess. But I will say one thing: Alex does look great in a dress. <laughs> really? Okay. Well, I still maybe. have I still have that dress. <laughs> this, is, this is the judgment free zone. We we don't. We don't get back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, All right. Well. Go go for it, Alex. If you if you've got one or you got something to throw out there, um, I'll, I'll let you throw one. Well, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't forgiven Newt for uh for for making me wear that dress for Kangaroo Court, Mister Judge over here. Ooh, uh, ouch! I was just I was yeah, the enforcer. Oh. I was I was <laughs> that was your honor. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess I guess just to make it even, uh, when Newt comes on the field. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to step you so hard I undress you. <laughs> wow! Wow! There, there it is. There it is. The challenge has been laid down. Oh my god! The weakest challenge I think I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's good, guys. I mean, really do appreciate you guys coming on. Um, you know, it's always fun to to sit down and chat a little bit of rugby. Um, it, it's good for for rugby in Austin. It's good for the growth of the sport. Um, you know. If you don't have anything going on and don't realize that how big this is on Saturday, come out, Burfield. What is it? Uh, six zero one three Loyola Lane. Is that where it's at? Some yeah, right off Loyola Lane. Um, yeah, drive just right off. I was off. gonna say just Google just Google Austin Rugby Club yep. or Burfield B U R R. Yep. And um, it's right yeah, off one eighty there. Right off one eighty three. And funny enough, though, I mean, you guys are really only separated as you know by road about three and a half miles but as the crow flies man you're two miles apart from where you play so this is a it's a close battle and um we're looking forward to it i think it's It's like johnny walker road or something like that oh uh, we all love yeah, johnny walker it, um that's what it is or johnny morris, johnny morris road <laughs> johnny morris <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that. i tell you what let's get that changed let's change it to johnny walker road um since johnny I'm walker's in. better <laughs> and and anybody listening as well uh when you do show up you'll see our our uh big austin black sign and then you'll see a gate if you do see a road that you think you might get murdered um <laughs> that is the correct road, the road to go yeah. down and you will not get murdered i promise um but you know Keep following that, and then you'll be at the fields of the very end. So I think good, at the wrong good place, rule. you're probably at the right place. Yeah, good. The, a good rule of thumb, if you're ever looking for another team's pitch, is if you find yourself in the middle of nowhere, you're probably getting close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, that's exactly how West Houston's was. Are there a bunch, are there a bunch <laughs> of trees that you can't that you can't see around, and a, a dirt and gravel road? There's probably a rugby pitch right around the corner. So, well, guys, hey, wait, hey. I got, I got one thing, Nutella. Tell JB that uh, I can't believe he wimped out this weekend. All right, I'll give him. I'll give him that info. <laughs> we'll, we'll have yeah. to catch back up with you guys and figure out what that actually means, and then we'll go from there. So, hey, He's not playing. Oh no. Well, I, I was gonna say I, I haven't. Uh, I didn't get to see him um, at practice yet, so I wasn't sure if he was gonna be there tonight. Oh but yeah. I will be sure to pass along the message to JB, and I'm sure <laughs> he'll have some nice words for you. 
Yes, yeah. I, I'm sure always. Maybe some words that aren't necessarily appropriate for the podcast, even though it is an explicit podcast sometimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Alex Reese from the Austin Huns, Nude O'Donnell, Austin Blacks, big Austin Derby this weekend. Guys, thanks for coming on and joining us, man. <laughs> Keep the song playing. And, and there's, there's the music right there. All right. Yeah, this is my outro. Your outro? Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's been a great time. I appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, no problem, guys. Thank you. Saturday. Peace. Everybody now. <laughs> well i'm glad we could play some of alex's you know pump up music before the big games this weekend really great to have those guys on there really do appreciate the time that they give to the podcast that they give to local rugby and really just all they do to help rugby grow in Austin. So obviously big day on Saturday, lots of games. We're looking forward to going out there to Burfield to watch high school rugby, college rugby, and of course, you know, Huns and Blacks, D3, D2, and D1. So that's really exciting. But we really want to talk about now is of course, Major League Rugby. Austin Heard getting ready to kick off this season, two weeks away from opening day. And this weekend, they're going to play Colorado. Colorado not Glendale anymore. They did change the name. So that's kind of exciting, but really want to sit down and just for a few minutes, talk about, you know, who's coming back, who we got signed up already. Um, you know, there's been a lot of off season changes. You had Todd came on at the end of last year to kind of take over as director of rugby. Andrew Seniola has come on as, as one of the coaches, as has Brent Simmons, uh, Tane, as they talked about with the blacks, he's come on a little bit as well. Um, I don't know actually who else is on the coaching staff. I do know that there are quite a few people on there, so they've built out a really good staff and that sounds like a positive impact for both the team itself, but also for rugby in Austin. I do know that they've been out in the community and they've been really trying to build up the local teams as they've been out practicing with both the Huns and the Blacks throughout the weeks. So, of course, we want to start off talking about the team by those players that we've re-signed that come back from last year. Again, last year, we had the youngest team in Major League Rugby. Lots of of guys were injured last year, so it is good to see that there's about... 15 or so players returning from last year's team. We'll talk about it a little bit with, you know, our guests coming up, but we want to start with the backs. So starting off, we've got Zenzan Elan Puttick coming back. Uh, he's got 18 caps with us coming off injury. Really excited to see him playing this weekend as well. We've also got Sione Fangawea coming back, 19 caps, uh, really fast, hard runner on the outside. He also coming off a little bit of shoulder surgery, so we'll look to see how he performs. Alex Faison Donahoe, fast winger, 17 caps with the Austin Herd. We've got Reese Arnacki. It scored one of the one of my favorite tries last year, you know, um, in the game against uh, Rooney down at Toyota Field. So that was really fun. 18 caps for Reese. We've also got Penny Taiv. Uh, man, he's he's a big, hard runner. Unfortunately, he was injured about halfway through the season last year, so he only got seven caps underneath his name. But it's good to see him coming back. Know that he got a run out two weeks ago with the Huns as well. So that's pretty positive for us. 
Moving on to the re-signed forwards, of course, the big man, the big tight head, Larome White. Uh, gotta love Larome. He does a really great job. He got 12 caps with us. Again, last year, he he had a nice, solid season. Looking forward to seeing what he can do. Chris Shade, Shady. Everybody loves Shady. Playing hooker right now. Um, can play either hooker or, I think, uh, tight head. Um, I said Larome played tight head. I think he plays loose head as well. I think he can alternate. Um, but Shady's got 16 caps with us. He's been with us for two years, so that's really great to see him coming back. Tion Erasmus. Tion is a beast of a, t- of a hooker, man. He just runs over people. A lot of good stuff came out of Tion last year, so looking forward to seeing what he can do this year. And of course, Mason Pet- uh, Pedersen. Like, looking forward to seeing what Mason can do, coming off a little bit of injury as well. And then Juan Echeverria. I mean, Juan did exceptionally well for Uruguay down you know, in the world cup this year. So that was really excited. He's got 15 caps looking forward to seeing what he can do. Those are re-signed forwards, uh, kind of our tight forwards, if you will. So let's move on to some of our loose forwards. Of course, we've got the Canadian Mo Abdominant. He was really great for us last year. I think led the league in turnover ball. So that was pretty exciting. 10 caps for Mo. Mo's coming back. Um, and we hope that he can continue to perform like he did last year. So looking forward to seeing what Mo can pull off this year. Rickus Wart. I mean, Rickus is just a monster. If you go look for that try back against Glendale, he, I think he carried the entire city of Glendale into the try zone. So 16 caps for Rickus. Um, looking forward to seeing, you know, what he, what he can do this year. Another year of experience is always good for the big man. Of course, we've got more Marcelo Torriabla. Um, man, he was part of that try that I was talking about with Reese um, down in Toyota field. So 13 caps for Marcelo looking like he's doing a lot of good stuff off season played a little bit with the Chilean sevens national team. So that was fun to see Marcelo play. We've also got Rodrigo Silva, uh, fullback Uruguay. If you saw the match against Fiji, I think Rodrigo was kind of one of the standout players for that match. So those are all the players that we've got returning this year. There's a lot of excitement around those players and, and really just some positivity overall from that core group of players that we have coming back. So we'll go quickly now into some of the signings that we know coming into this season that we've had. Uh, if you've seen the announcements, there's a lot of big ones, I think, for the team. So we want to welcome back, of course, you know, Roland Siniola, who's coming back from uh, a year up in Seattle. So went up to Seattle last year, won the championship, but he was with us in season one. So really excited to have Roland back. He's just a solid player. Coming from college now, uh, we signed Wesley White out of Lindenwood. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, he's, you know, the son of a very famous South African coach. So we're, we're looking forward to seeing what Wesley can do. There's a lot of good things that I've heard about him from Lindenwood, seen some good game footage, looks great. Of course, the big one, the former all black Frank Halai uh, coming in, uh, playing over in France right now, but I believe he's either here or about to be here. So looks looking for, you know, Frank to come and to kind of give some of that knowledge to some of the younger guys, Michael DeWall. Um, Michael is a, just a solid flanker, you know, big kid also played at Lindenwood with Wes. Um, so looking forward to seeing what Mike can do. We've also got Tongan International, Daniel Falefa, um, looking to join us. He's coming right after the World Cup, like played some solid matches in the World Cup. He's a big guy. Looking forward to see him uh, as second rower. I believe he plays flanker as well, pretty much in the second row. We've also got Fijian warrior Anele Malele coming to join us. Um, Anele played against the Barbarians, got his first cap actually for Fiji. Well, I guess it's not really considered a cap if you play against the Barbarians, but uh, did play with Fiji against the Barbarians, had one of the slickest moves, um, catching a ball out of bounds, kind of threw it up to himself. Um, and managed to take off for about 45 meters or so. So really excited to see him. Uh, we've got Potu Le- uh, Leavasa. So Potu is an exciting player from 
Samoa uh, played with the Samoan A aid side for a while. Um, looking forward to seeing what he can do. Uh, if you follow him on social media, he's a monster in the weight room. Looks like he's going to be, you know, just building out <laughs> another strong, solid second row. He is getting a starting uh, spot this week. This is exciting too for uh, Austin against Colorado. And we've got Skylar Adams coming to us. You know, Skylar is Skylar's an interesting one. I'm kind of excited to see Skylar play. Skylar went to AIG in college. Uh, he did really well there. Then went down and working with the uh, uh, New Zealand. Um, I want to say he was down there with the Crusaders Academy. He, yes, it was Crusaders Academy. Sorry, I looked that up for a second. But yeah, so coming through the Crusaders Academy, he's a big prop. So looking forward to seeing what he can do. You know, then we've got exciting stuff on the wing. Corey Jones. Corey is, um, he's a solid player. He's a capped USA sevens player. Um, also looking to try to get into the sevens team for the Olympics. Um, you know, we'll hopefully he plays well for us and can go on and play in the Olympics uh, with the USA sevens team. Another big signing that we picked up on the wing is going to be Roderick Waters. Roderick comes from West Texas, or excuse me, uh, West Houston. So he was with the Lions, but he also, I believe he played a little bit with um, the Houston Sabercats. It was in their their team for just a little bit, um, but, you know, really excited to see him. He is a beast out on the wing. Uh, if you saw some footage of him playing with the Blacks last weekend against his old team, you know, he really just pummeled some people. Philip Hansen coming. He is a local hun. Philip did a little bit of time with the herd last year, but officially has been signed for, you know, the full side coming in this year. Uh, again, Texas A&M guy played in the Red River Conference. You know, he's a Texas guy. And so looking forward to seeing what Philip can do. Then we've also got Lino Sanu, uh, Suvi. Sani Toga, Sani Toga, man, his name's going to be hard to say, but uh, Lino is what everybody calls him. You know, he played uh, Fiji in sevens, uh, was on their training squad and played 15s a little bit. Um, also played in Hawaii for quite some time. So um, the famous, you know, young bloods and also with the, uh, uh, the Kalahi ra uh, Raiders. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to seeing uh, Lino out there. I believe he's playing eight this weekend. We can get that run down here in a little bit. So just kind of quickly going through those players. There's a lot of fast players, a lot of strong players. So you can kind of see what we're trying to do with our, with our full entire squad. Of course, this week we got another special interview with some of our returning MLR players. So hope you guys enjoy this interview. Well, it's week one of major league rugby coverage here on the Austin rugby supporters podcast. Really excited. There's a lot of good stuff going on. As you know, every week we want to bring players either to the podcast that have been on before or players that have never been on the podcast to come on and tell us who they are, where they're from and all the excitement. But, you know, we have to start with returning players and the first ever, I guess, pair of returning players to come back onto the podcast. I'm not going to mess up his name like I did last time and last year, because that was really funny and I still owe him a beer for it. We've got not Zazan, but Zinzan, Ellen Puddock, and we've got Mr. Christopher Shade. What's going on, guys? How you doing? How's it, Dustin? Thanks for having us. We're very excited. Uh, you can hear the excitement in Zinni's voice right now. I'm just Jeez. excited that you got my name right this time. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So, so yeah. So last Still time, a bit of bitterness in his voice there. Eh? <laughs> yeah, there, and I think there will be for a while on that. Uh, so I think I owe Zinni a beer for the next oh I don't know three or four weeks or so. Um, you know, and we'll we'll go from there. Um, but yeah, so guys, you know, it's it's been you know it's been 365 days since game one of last year. Lots of lots of anticipation last year. Had some good returning players and stuff. But we all know kind of where things went. It was 
a little bit rough as you know we've talked about it in the podcast last year the guys have talked offline kind of you know give us a rundown you know let's go from the end of the season last year how are you feeling closing out the season in Seattle um you know going 0 and 16 and you know kind of the where where things ha- where things have gone in the past couple months so Zinni we'll start with you since us you know rundown. I don't want to screw your name up anymore you know, like everything that. that's been going on yeah, so, um, I mean, obviously going into week 16 of the season last year, I mean, no team wants to be 0-15, but changes actually were made already going into that last game against Seattle. And I just feel like a lot of the boys kind of had a buy-in attitude from the get-go. And obviously a lot of off-field things happened once that game was over. Um, so, yeah, in the last couple of months, uh, just a lot of hard work and graft came in from from upper management all the way down through to players, especially those that ended up staying. And um, yeah, so I think it's just, we kind of used that first game against Seattle or first game, last game of the season, but kind of a stepping stone as to what we want to achieve this year. And um, yeah, we've had a great preseason so far, um, brought in quite a few new players, a few brand new coaching staff basically. And um, I think the, biggest thing for us as players just having everyone buy in and for me personally I thought that it happened right at the end of last season yeah yeah I I think when you go back and you watch that that Seattle game versus any game prior to it it was a completely different style of play completely different approach it seemed like you guys were having fun there was some you know a couple crazy plays that we saw you know set plays that ended up you know i think uh, uh travis larson ended up scoring you know a try off of a line out that was pretty slick so you know it's stuff like that that we didn't see throughout the, the other i guess 99% of the year you know chris when when you kind of look back at it you were injured for the second half of the season a little bit you know you're coming back and battling from injury right now what's kind of the practice been like, you know, with all the new guys coming in, a lot of the returning guys, where, where's the mindset for you? And I guess, you know, Zinni's coming back and a lot of people come back from injury. Where are you guys at? Where are you at right now? Yeah. I mean, like you said, there's a number of us who are battling back from injuries. I was that Seattle game. Uh, I had just had ankle and knee surgery. So I was hanging out at home in the recliner watching that match. Double doozy there. Yeah, you know it. Uh, so, but I definitely, I saw all the things that you're talking about. Uh, de- it's definitely some changes in, in the boys, the attitude, the way that we were approaching the game. And those of us that have stayed on really want to carry that into the next year. A lot of things changed, like Zenny said, in the off season, uh, that kind of got us excited about coming back and, and making big changes for me personally. It was, it's always about anytime I have an injury, it's just returning to play as soon as possible. Uh, but doing so the smartest way I can so that I'm not coming back too early. Yeah. You can't come out there and go, go balls to the wall. And then you end up hurting yourself again somehow. Which I mean, exactly. I feel like week one when shade showed up, he was probably about a month away from being cleared, but it looked like he was ready to go, but that's just shade, shade being shade. right? <laughs> but I, yes, I was lucky enough. I got cleared to start contact and really getting after it a little over a week ago. And then was uh, lucky enough to be allowed to, to have a match with the Huns this weekend, which was another big thing that was going on in the off season. I don't think it's any secret that our relationship with the local rugby community hasn't been the best over the last two years. Yeah. Uh, and we've really done a lot in our, you know, management administrative coaching staff and the players we've done what we can to, to help rebuild those bridges as well. I think for myself specifically, a lot of the American players, you know, we consider ourselves still, 
grassroots club rugby guys from the United States. Yeah. If it weren't for my home club, Scioto Valley in Columbus, Ohio in 1823, shout out, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be where I am in my rugby career. So, you know, I, I understand how important it is to have ties to those, the local talent. Cause the talent is there for sure. And just getting to go out and get a run out with the Huns was really big. For yeah. Me. And, and we, we talked about it earlier with, you know, Alex and, um, <clears throat> and Newt, excuse me, um, about the quality of level of play just in Austin itself. You know, granted there's not 40, 50 teams or whatever you may get in California or in some other places, like even, you know, Dallas has a whole bunch of teams, but the level of quality that exists in Austin with the Huns and the blacks and the Valkyries, of course, and of course, now you have the orcs that have been added to it. It really does change the dynamic. So Zinni, talk to me a little bit about, you know, you were a hun. You won the championship with the huns. And I guess, Shane, you're, you're now an official hun since. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. Hun number 1,200. I don't know. <laughs> we'll we'll get, the, get the cap number on there and put it online for people. But Zinni, talk to me about, you know, what that bridge building has been like, you know, you, you were in kind of when it, when the change happened and the elite came up from the Huns, you know, elite. And now as part of the herd and this year in the rebuilding, what's, what's been some good stuff that's come from that? Uh, for sure. Before I uh, touch on that, just want to let you know that this past weekend was my official first cup match with the Huns, believe it or not. Really? Cause yeah, I was oh. actually at transfer from Glendale that Ooh. year. And yeah, so with my transfer issues, I got, I didn't get cleared. So I was actually running water boy for that championship we won in 17, but I, I was still full of boys, right? Well, I mean, you're still, I mean, the official water boy for the Huns. Yeah, exactly. It's not I, I mean, I got a medal, so that's all that matters. He runs water with the best of them. I tell you what, <laughs> I, you know, looking I'm, looking good for, out I'm there. looking forward to it. Um, you know, so this year, if you're coming out to a match and watching for Zinni, I mean, just find that little water penny that he's going to have on the back and just, just cheer for him every time he comes out and hands yeah. out water to people. I, actually, <laughs> I don't remember. I'd like to say I retired my, <laughs> my water boy duties, but <laughs> I got up early to uh, watch that national. Ch- I was playing club over in New Zealand. I got up and watched that game, and I I saw that slick rig getting out there, making it happen. I know, right? <laughs> still fully a part shape. of the team. Yeah, he has to say that he's my roommate. Yeah, so I appreciate right. appreciate the love. But no, um, obviously, just touch on what you asked earlier. Um, I think it's just massive, and Shade already said it as well as building those um those local communities with a professional side. Um, I just also think the first couple of years. Myself, for example, we came here to, I guess, win that championship, but we still acted as a professional team kind of apart from the Huns. Yeah. And I think once we moved on, we didn't really have that connection with the Huns um, as a lot of other players did. But I think once uh, you keep playing footy and you, I mean, build those relationships with players off the field as well as massive. Cause I mean, we played with the, some of the original Huns, like your, your Matt Zappers and Robert Drummonds and those guys, and they continue to come out to our games and continue to support. I mean, in a sense that just turns around and we want to do the same thing for them. And yeah, I mean, you said you spoke to someone like Alex Reese. He came to the combine with me back in 2016. He went off to college, nice back and he's, this big hun now, but he's training with us as well. So even with the blacks for that matter, I mean, I'm not, not, not part of the black setup, but we have Tane, one of the coaches with us and just, yeah, those relationships are being built from the inside out, which I think is very, very important. Yeah. That's really at the core of, you know, I guess the new mentality, you know, with, with Todd and Andrew kind of saying, Hey, we need, we need to start, you know, build the relationships back up. We're going to build the pipeline. And I think it's an example of, you know, again, just talked about it with, with the Huns and the Blacks was 
we've got high school to major league rugby in one day and one field, one location. That's pretty phenomenal. There are, there are very few places in the U S where you're going to be able to see that. And Austin is that location, um, at the the level of quality. I mean, you're not talking, you know, you've got, I think it's Westlake. People are going to get mad if I don't remember that correctly. I think pretty sure it's Westlake playing the high school match. And then you've got Texas BYU, BYU, one of the top rugby programs in the country, uh, for the collegiate level. And then, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So, uh, from, from what I understand in the years past they've been at the top level but still uh not not quite you know to the level of like arkansas state or anything as zinni's alma mater over there <laughs> uh, shouts out to the red wolves <laughs> but, ohio university's okay too we did all right yeah well we'll, we'll, we'll go shoot that he is an ohio guy so we'll, we'll let him go on that one too but i i think it is important for that relationship like you're talking about to be built up i mean that's massive i mean being from south africa rugby is almost like a religion there but i don't think people realize actually the size of of the rugby community in the states it's much bigger than what you you would think i mean you have literally in our backyard the the austin huns and the austin blacks two of the biggest clubs within the country of the US. so i think combined I mean, they have something where around 300 and something sipped players no, exactly i mean first of all that's i mean f- from the players aside the rest of the guys are there supporting their families are out then you're adding on these collegiate games these youth games i mean the i just can't even imagine the amount of people that are going to be there so i mean i'm, I'm excited for it so so l- let's let's talk uh, i still want to talk a little bit about last season and kind of the feelings that you had um you know jd will we'll chat with you about it you know obviously losing games is never fun. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, we kind of talk about it. What was, you know, what goes through your mind as an athlete when, you know, at the top level, when you're having consistent games in a row where you're losing, like, is there anger? Is there frustration? You know, blame what in your mind, what was going on? Me first? Yes. Um, you, Mr. Shady. Yeah. For me, I think it can get to be definitely a slippery slope to steal a line from my boy Keanu Reeves in the replacements, you can get a bit of quicksand out there where, you know, something goes wrong. Another thing goes wrong. Another thing goes wrong. Guys still start getting down on themselves, not trusting in their own abilities, you know, even worse. So not trusting the abilities of the guys around you. So now we're, you know, playing too cautiously. It just, things come, you know, compound greatly, especially after you get, you know, it happens in each individual match, but then after you get a loss, another loss, another loss at some point, it, it becomes harder to deal with as far as uh, mental state. I, I mean, for me, it doesn't, you know, I'm out there doing my job, staying positive every day. It's something I think I'm very good at. He's a positive machine, I'm a positive guy, but uh, I, I, another big part of it last year and it's, it's not a good or bad thing, but we had a lot of young leaders last year. Uh, there was guys who are very good rugby players, awesome guys, that we're, we're developing into leaders early and a lot of weight got put on their shoulders. And it's hard to be 22, 23, 24 years old and have all the impetus of these compounding problems be placed on you. Like, all right, leader, how are you going to solve this for us? Now, we can't talk about people like that by name too. It's okay. I talked about it on the podcast earlier. It's yeah. when you have somebody like Ben, mm-hmm. you know, who again, phenomenal player did a lot of great, great things. Player. Yeah. I, he, he had a ton of weight put on his shoulder and, and, you know, I've talked offline with a lot of fans and stuff and it's like, man, he's, 
he, he probably maybe two more years. And then that's when you become captain of a team because you've had that experience. You know, I think that, you know, it's sad to lose him, but I think he's going to get a lot of experience going to San Diego, learning Absolutely. from some of the older guys that are he's, there. He's going to be in a great setup. It's going to be really good for him. I'm happy for everybody that left because at the end, the guys that are here and that are bought in, that's who's going to help this team be successful. Exactly. Other guys, you want to let them do what's best for them. I don't want to speak for Benno, but I'd say he's at the place in his career where he probably wanted a few more years of developing himself. Yeah. He didn't want to be the guy who was expected to develop others. Like he's still working to meet his full potential as we all are. But, you know, I think that was a big part of it. And that was another thing that just in the off season, the community outreach isn't the only thing that changed. You know, the administrative side of the team changed drastically. Uh, the coaching side, when we came into preseason, I'd, it was, you know, night and day as far as expectations set, clarity of what we were doing. Our maps on and off the field are so much more uh, laid, laid out. You know, you yeah, have a, a well, track. Laid out, but it's extensive as well. You yeah. Know, we now we understand exactly what's expected of us in all parts of the field. Now we as players just need to go out and get it done. Yeah. We have, we know what's expected of us now. It's time. So to almost add on to what Shade is saying there is we actually had a, a team meeting. I want to say it was a week one or week two. We got together as a group and everything was laid out for us. And we came, kind of came down to this point of do your job sort of thing, which is nice because we've been given all the tools to be successful as a group. And now it's just up to the individual whether or not you're going to do your job. Yeah. Because ultimately if you don't, after weeks or whatever, you're going to start being noticed, whether that be by players, whether that be by coaching staff, things like that. And, and eventually I think by that's fans as they come out and watch the games too. No, exactly. Like, yeah. Trust me, we, we know our fans. We know, we, we know Austin's fans. They're very vocal, whether it be no, positive or negative. And uh, we love them for it. <laughs> exactly. Tell me the truth or tell me nothing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the point, right? Is you've got coaching, you've got other players who are you know, saying, Hey, we're going to hold you accountable. And you know, there's been a lot of, a lot of big signings, a lot of big name signings, like, you know, like Frank and some other people who you know have signed in the past couple of weeks. Uh, Wilton just officially got announced the other day. Um, but again, some big signings. But still, there's a good core of people who are remaining um, on on the team. You know, up until I guess uh, I was what we got 13, 14 returning players from last year. Is any? Yeah, I think so. We um, just crunching the numbers with Austin Willis over the off season with. Uh, Trying to get a little shout out for the returning players. I think we came down to about 15, 15, 15 yeah. guys. So that is, a, and obviously those are 15 guys we spoke about earlier that, that really want to make a change and see a change as well, you know? So those guys are mainly bought in and excited for the year. So. Yeah. Do you feel as though the returning players that, that are coming back, like, you know, like you both of you guys, the pennies, you know, the Tians, like they're taking that, I would say like a joint leadership role and saying to the new guys coming in, this is what we're about. This is, we're changing the mentality of last year. We're, we're really going to put it out there this year and, and play in a different way. Like either way, Chris, you can, you can go for it. To a certain extent, I think when we first arrived, obviously not all of our international guys were here right off jump. So I think it was a bit of our responsibility to help set the tone for the culture that we were looking to have this season. Uh, like Zinni said, we, we had the conversation early because those of us who were involved with last year's season and even season one, we wanted to set the tone right away for this is how we want to do things. We want everybody bought in um, and just help that transition of new guys melding with the current guys. And I think we've had that. Obviously there's a bit of the honeymoon stage of 
awesome. We're in camp. I love everybody. Let's have a great time. But, uh, you know, I, I think that we have meshed very well, but then as all of our senior international guys are getting here, I think we need to understand that our role is to kind of step out of the way a little bit, take a back seat, because even though we've been playing, I guess, you know, quote fingers, professional rugby for a few years. (laughs) Yeah. We're the veterans. We're getting a little bit older, but these guys have been there in a way that a lot of us haven't. So they're going to have a lot to add. And I'm really excited to, you know, experience and grow from all the things that are new, really legitimate senior leaders have to offer. Yeah. And I think that comes from, from coaching as well. When you talk about like Brent and you talk about Andrew working together to build out the team, you talk about, you know, Tane, uh, you know, from the blacks is, is helping coach as well. It's, we announced, uh, I believe it was last year we talked about that, but so there's exciting things like that. So you do have guys that have, they have a history of being, you know, experienced and in providing insight on what's going on. So like you said, Chris, like I think it's important that you guys still have this, you know, quote unquote leadership captaincy role as returning players because you help bring them into the fold. So I think that that's really great. So don't want to take a whole lot more time, but I do want to kind of talk about, you know, the upcoming season. Like there's a lot of excitement. Um, I think kind of with the, the community outreach and stuff that we've been doing, the Huns and the, you know, we had the preseason game against the Huns a couple of weeks ago. That's, you know, that 60 minute scrimmage, um, that seemed to go over really well. There was lots of people out there. Um, and of course this weekend we've got, you know, the, the massive day of rugby for Australia day. What are some of the positive things that you're looking for, for this season, Zinni? Um, what was it? To win. <laughs> <laughs> just to get that yes. first one under yes. the belt. I Let's mean, t- take just, out Toronto first. No, first exactly. Game. So, I mean, we've actually, once again, when we got together as a group, our biggest thing was not to get ahead of ourselves and have these objectives of what we want to achieve by week eight or whatever the case is. Our job right now is to try and win that first game. So everything we're doing is getting ready to play Toronto on, I think it's the 9th of February or whatever it is. That so, is correct. Yeah, so we obviously had a nice little hit out against the Huns a couple of weeks ago. And I mean, that was about two, three weeks ago. And we finally get to go out and just showcase what we've done in the last three weeks and fix wrongs we had then. Um, fortunately, Shade and I will be part of this part of this game tom- um, tomorrow on <laughs> Saturday. Looking forward to that. So once again, also... We are waiting for a lot of these senior guys to come in, but I mean, these preseason games are just massive for us to try and obviously fix things that we need to fix come 9th of February. And obviously there's a lot to, to fix because, <laughs> um, but I think that's just the nature of the beast when it comes to preseason games, looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, I think our focus mainly is just heavily on that first game. And oh, it's not like the you know, last season anyway, like they're, you guys didn't get blown out of games. You know, a couple of games against San Diego, there was a lopsided score, but there are games that you lost. There was only like a six point difference in most games. So, so I'll um, just add on. So you, you are shade that portion, how it felt losing games like that. And it's just, so coming from a leadership standpoint myself, in my opinion, when, when you lose that first game against Houston, because I look at a lot of things from a technical standpoint, we lose in the eighty third minute basically lose by one point the next week you lose to Utah where we had countless opportunities to score and just couldn't couldn't do that and then Toronto same thing leading going up into the 74th 75th minute and we had those the opportunities against Glendale too so once 20 minutes you dominated against Glendale like I was (laughs) I mean you it's a slippery slope like Shay had said earlier and I mean before we could wipe our eyes we were 0-5 you know and I think 
from a personal standpoint, I think I just, at then it started becoming more of how we can grow personally. And ultimately rugby is not that it's, it's a team it's a game. Team, yeah. And so I think all of us were growing as individuals. And, um, I think that's one thing we were, we're looking forward to this year is actually growing as a team together, get that kind of team vibe going. JD, same for you, kind of the positivity for this season. I agree with that, definitely. So, you know, obviously you guys are returners. We're going to have a little fun now. You guys have been returning. You got new guys coming in. Who is each one, who's your favorite player coming back? And who's your favorite player coming in this year? Oh, I know. These are tough questions. Shady, we'll start, we'll start with you since Zinni just got done. We'll give him a minute to think about it. So who's, well, who's your favorite returning player? Yeah, well, that's easy because we have a four-bedroom household. We have uh, myself, Alex Faison Donabro, and Mason Peterson. And I'm going to say Alex, and then Zinni's going to say Mason. Where it's all love. <laughs> that makes things way easier because our roommates won't be angry. <laughs> so, uh oh. Well, but well, I, obviously, for me, I'd probably say Mason just because him and I have been together since the Hans years. Like, if you talk about guys that are original from the yeah. championship winning team, that's myself and Mason Peterson. So, but yeah, we just have a fun group dynamic this year in our four bedroom. And it's a four bathroom. Yeah, four so, bedroom, we'll get four out. bath. <laughs> four bathroom, one bathroom. Yeah, yeah no, luckily not. And then Fancy. So, so, so the. Uh, your your new favorite player who's joined the team? Ooh. I'm having a lot of fun with Wilton because <laughs> he doesn't speak. It's uh, first, first, let me say that I only speak English. So the fact that he speaks part of any language other than his native <laughs> language. First is, of all, I don't with, think Shade speaks English. He speaks American. <laughs> There's a big difference between yes. English and yes. American. Uh, By the way, Wilton is from Brazil. So Wilton speaks Portuguese. <laughs> he speaks Portuguese. He can speak Spanish and he can kind of speak English, but he and I just kind of, we're developing like a, expressions like big eyes, hand motion kind of communication Looking deep into his eyes. And I already <laughs> had that with Juan too. Like it's a lot of just like staring and like, I, I feel like I, we're connecting. I know what you're, th what you're thinking. <laughs> I, so I'm enjoying that. So, so you're going with Wilton. So is this someone that we've been training with or someone we may be looking Ooh, forward to training with here. that's still coming in? Oh man. I don't know. Um, I have to, before what, you answer what, that, what, I what, have to say, He's, and then a hybrid coming back and new guy. I have to say Roland. Yeah. Cause I played with him back in Ohio. I've known Rolly for years and I'm stoked to yeah, have him. We're excited to have Roland. New old too. guy. Yep. Okay, well, he's uh, just, uh, Shade just stole my person that I'm currently playing with. <laughs> but for me. No, you said Mason. No, no, no. That I'm currently playing. Oh, that, that, yeah, that's yeah, new. Yeah. yeah. New. Is that what you're so, going to say? Well, for me personally, it's Roland just cause. I've, we played with him year one and playing fullback, having someone like that in the midfield is massive. So, I mean, just learn from him on a daily basis. I know he's not playing this weekend, but just the input he gives me um, day in and day out is just tremendous. So I'm just trying to, I'm basically like a sponge when I'm around him just so I can learn as much just as possible. Just soaking up all the information you can. I think you got people like that who are you know, highly experienced at it bodes well for everybody. And I think it's a good, good fit to have in there. So guys, obviously we'll, we'll wrap some stuff up here. A lot of exciting stuff coming up this weekend. Um, you know, any last kind of thoughts about, you know, how, how do we get the, the rugby community or the non knowing about rugby community out to season, season three, game one against Toronto. What's kind of your, I want to go with your marketing lingo right here. So, uh, so Shady, we'll, we'll start with you then, you know, what, what do you think we got to be doing with, uh, with the community and get cool. out there and get people out to the match. <laughs> well, obviously everybody in Austin is all about this podcast. So now this is it. I mean, this is, 
Dustin, you're the guy, uh, yeah, man. Right. You're you're spreading the word right now. It's we just sit back and play the game, and you're gonna you're gonna get butts and seeds. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do what I can on that one. So, well, I guess what's your what's your one what's your one goal for this year for you, Shane? That's you know going into 2020 for for rugby. Personal goals, team goals. Let's go personal goal. Oh, I want to win my spot. There's a <laughs> lot of. I mean, it's it's a great thing because there's a lot of new talent, you know, coming in. A lot of new players. A lot of good players. Uh, I just want to earn my spot on the team and then perform well, earn the right to wear the Jersey. That's another thing we talked about. And it's an awesome thing is that we have the opportunity to really write the story of what it means to wear that Austin Jersey. And I want to make it mean something. I want to set the tone for years and years and years of, I hope in, you know, 40 years, I'm sitting with my grandkids and talking about what it, you know, we set the tone of what it meant to, to wear the Austin Jersey. That's awesome, man. Have that still going on. Any, what about you? What, what, what's your, what's your goal for people to come out to games? How, how are you going to tell people to come out to games besides saying that I'm going to be on the podcast and <laughs> uh, shade on the light side. But I think, uh, you said it earlier. I keep saying, we keep talking about it earlier, but, um, we do have a pretty vocal, um, support, uh, supporters group. And yeah, it's really nice just to see them come out and see what we have to what, what we have to offer this weekend. So we'd really like to see them. And then obviously with the community playing their rugby during the day, it'll just be great to see new faces and hopefully from that gain some more supporters and just grow this thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, stay tuned because I'll probably have some more announcements here, you know, in the coming days. And we're going to be out at Burfield this week. and We're going to do a live podcast with a bunch of players. So we maybe will stop by and get your guys' thoughts on some of the Huns and Blacks games for a couple minutes. But I do think it's going to be exciting. There's a lot of great stuff going on. We're excited for it. So last last question for both of you. Tell us one. Tell us one thing that annoys you about the other roommate. About each other. Yeah, about each other. Right. Or you can talk about you can talk about Alex and Mason since they're not here. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that annoys you about Shady, Shady. One thing that annoys you about well, me. The funny part <laughs> is <laughs> what annoyed me. We already fixed it, so it doesn't happen anymore. But I'll say what used to annoy me. Oh no. But um, so I'm a little bit of a clean freak, which I need to change that as well. And not that these guys are dirty, but Shade he loves to eat cereal out of a specific bowl, <laughs> and there's like a corner in the kitchen where he usually just leaves that one bowl and we know who uses the bowl and it's usually shade. And then also every once in a while, he'll stack up one or two cups there, but that's about it. And it's not that big of a deal. So Stacking we really actually, cups. we get along pretty well. We get along great. First of all, coaches, your boy's not out here eating cereal. I had cereal. Oats, I haven't even, oats, I haven't even purchased cereal. Okay, what, are you, what are you eating out of that a, bowl? I had a bowl of cereal. There was somebody else. I just eat all my meals out of a bowl. I'm a big <laughs> scramble guy. You're like, I'm, I'm working on my cooking skills. Not there Chef yet. Shady. I when I want to get my greens and everything in, I need, I know I need my carbs, need my protein. I basically just cook them in succession in a big pot. And then put it in a bowl. Okay, so it. basically the bowl of but cereal. Left, that's that, the that's bowl. Alex's then. <laughs> okay, so, so it's Alex. We'll roast Alex for that. But, I, but I li- no, I definitely left the bowl there all the time. And I and my missus, my missus says this all the time. Angie, I love you. Um, I leave glasses everywhere because for me, like a water glass, I don't want to wash it every day. I'll use the same water glass for like three weeks, but I'll just leave it everywhere. Not three weeks, but you know, the problem days. is we're running out of water glasses. Yeah, we don't so. have that many. <laughs> then check Mason's room, man. Yeah. Every once in a while, Mason will just bring like a hand, a armful of like Tupperware, and I'm like, dude, you can't yell at me if, for not doing dishes if your plan of not doing dishes is to hide them in your room. 
That doesn't count. That, no, that doesn't work that way. So, <laughs> uh, that's funny. So, uh, Chef Shady, that's going to be his new Instagram um, hashtag since th- you know, toughing it up. Oh yeah, thanks for the throwing shade, by the way. Yeah, by the way, Justin's idea. By the way, if you fo- if you follow uh, if you don't follow Shady on Instagram, uh, his new Instagram t- uh, handle is throwing shade two. Throwing yeah, because there was already deuce. a throwing shade with way more followers than me. But I'm doing my best to start using social media. So he's up to 300. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Zinni, does, does people follow you on Instagram or social media? Oh, yeah, I have social media. Uh, Zinzen underscore 10. Zinzen underscore 10. Which makes sense for this week. Yeah, I'm playing 10 this weekend. Oh, so fly half. What of a change. Oh, man. But Second 5.8, sorry. Or first 5.8, excuse me. Yeah, so that's I'm quite exciting. How are you feeling about that? that? No, very excited. I mean, I played that at Arkansas State. So I wouldn't say it's a natural position, but... Excited for the challenge. Nice. Nice. Well, we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to the season as the first ever returning players of the podcast. Thanks for, thanks for joining and hanging thanks out. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah, thank it's, you it's exciting. It's fun. I, I honestly just came for the coffee, but thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the French press. My guy. <laughs> well, Hey guys, um, pre- again, Thanks for joining us. We're going to catch up with you guys probably, you know, maybe on Saturday or something. So we can chat a little bit more about, you know, some Huns and blacks. Always good. Looking forward to the season. It's going to be exciting. Two weeks away. Man, look at that. It's the final countdown. We need to play some Europe now. So (laughs) there we go. Zin Zin and then Puttick, Christopher Shade. (laughs) So the bros. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Aston. Well, it's great to have Zinni and Shady on the podcast for the second time. Those guys are a riot to chat with, uh, have lots of fun with them. So uh, pretty fun. Real quick, we just want to talk about the games on Saturday. Of course, you've got kicking off at 11 o'clock in the morning. It's the D3 game, Huns versus Blacks, followed up by a 1245 D2 Huns versus Blacks. Also at 1245 over Burfield, it's going to be Westlake and Four Points Rugby. That's the high school match. That's pretty exciting. So you can try to take out both of those games around the same time. Then at 215, you've got a big one, D1 Huns Blacks on the big field. And then about 15 minutes after that on field three you're going to have ut rugby we talked with Connolly last week and of course they're playing byu that's the college match at 2:30. and then wrapping it all up you've got the colorado raptors coming in to visit the austin herd that's at four o'clock again everything kicks off at 11 o'clock in the morning we're really looking forward to seeing everybody out there cheering on all teams whether you're a hun whether you're a black go cheer on your team go cheer on ut cheer on your four points cheer on westlake whoever you're rooting for we don't cheer on byu we're definitely not going to cheer on colorado so don't even think about that looking forward to it quick rundown of the austin match day squad i don't think colorado has been released yet at this particular point in time so We'll go 1-15. to 15. Starting off, you got Lerone White, Wilton Ribolo. He's the new Brazilian that we just signed and talked about with Shady there a few minutes ago. And we've got a tight head, Juan Echeverria. You got Rickus coming in and Potu playing both second row or locks, if you will. We got Dominic Aquina. So Dominic was a combine player who man he's the guy who jumped through the roof so it'd be interesting to see Dominic get his Dominic get his first run out with the team here. Moe's going to play seven. You got Lino playing eight. 
Marcelo Toriapo is going to be our scrum half. Zinzan, not Zazan as we all know, he's going to captain the squad at 10. That's going to be interesting. As he said, Zinzan hasn't played fly half since his college days, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Reese Arnaki is at 11. Sione Fangui is at tw inside center. Uh, Penny's going to be playing outside center. Corey Jones is going to be playing your other wing, and then you've got Rodrigo Silva playing fullback. On the bench, you've got Skylar Adams, Chris Shade, Mason Peterson, Michele Naramaitonga, and if you don't know who Michele is, Big Mike, they call him the Fijian Godzilla. He's a monster. He was on loan from us, uh, on loan last year from Utah, and I think we've signed him full-time now, so that's exciting. Tion's going to be on on the bench as well. Look for some good hard running from Tion in the second half. And then Colby Stevens. Colby joined us last year at the very last game of the season um, from, I believe, Golden Gate Rugby Club But when he went up and played in Seattle. So I think Colby's a solid scrum half as well. Gabe Farley is a recent signing from Rugby League. So he was a USA Rugby League player. Uh, kind of interested to see how he's going to play. I don't think any official announcements have been made for Gabe. He's been playing a little bit with the Huns as well. So it'll be interesting to see him play. And of course, we got Roderick Walters on there as well, rounding out the 23-man squad. So looking forward to it. Lots of exciting rugby. Get out there. Cheer on your team. It's uh, going to be a fun day. If you love rugby, you want to donate to a good cause, it's 10 bucks to get in. Everything's going to the wildfires down in Australia, as we talked about with Newt. They're talking about all the good stuff that they're going to be doing to send, send some proceeds down there. So um, good day of rugby. Looking forward to it. Man, that's about all the time we got for us. A jam-packed episode. Lots to discuss. We'll talk a little bit more next week. Lots of exciting things going on with the team as we count down the days to the start of MLR. And then, of course, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to cover all the local teams. You can find us on Facebook at the Austin Rugby Supporters Group. Follow us there. Figure out what we're going to be doing, where our tailgates are going to be. You can also find us on Spotify. We're also on iTunes, Google Google Play, I think is what they put us on as well, and Stitcher. So if you're trying to find a podcast to listen to for Austin Rugby, there's only one. That's the Austin Rugby Podcast. If you're looking for other rugby podcasts to listen to, go listen to Liam and Aaron over there at uh, Full of Dirt. Give them a hard time for me, if you will. But we greatly appreciate the time. Always a pleasure to sit down and chat with the guys. Always a pleasure to bring rugby to the Austin community. My name is Dustin. Thanks for joining us. Catch you next week. We'll see you on the pitch.